When you partner with Axon, you immediately gain access to a full range of products and solutions designed to meet the complex needs of today's grower. We carry all major brands and sizes of tires and wheels. We specialize in large diameter wheels for large equipment. We have one of the largest OEM replacement wheel inventories in North America. Known for extreme flotation setups, duals, and triples, we have wheels for all makes and models of tractors, sprayers, combines, and grain carts. If we don't have the wheel in stock, we'll custom build, sandblast, and paint in-house. There isn't a more vast inventory in North America dedicated to helping dealers move more iron. With facilities on the West Coast and in the heart of the Midwest, leverage our 230,000 square feet of indoor inventory to solve any problem a grower may have. Move more iron with Axon. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, Ag Direct can help you finance it. You can even apply online to agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving iron time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving Iron. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 350. Uh, this edition of the Moving Iron Podcast, Aaron and I are going to talk about a few things that have got me, that, that really kind of bothered me a little bit too, uh, with, with what I hear out there in the marketplace. So Aaron, how you been, man? I'm terrific. And I just have to throw this out there. It's an honor. It is an honor to be on podcast 350. Yeah. <clears throat> you might say it's podcast 5.7 liter. Could be 5.7 liter. Like a rock, baby. Vortex V8 engine. So, yeah. Hell yeah. It's the. Uh, it's a beautiful, it's March 31st today. Mm-hmm. And we got what, six inches of snow? Yeah, it's second winter all over again. It's nice. It's awesome. So, I don't know where you guys, whoever, if you're listening to this and you're, and you're in the Nebraska panhandle, you get what I'm saying. But <clears throat> here in, uh, we have this thing called second winter. Most people call it spring. And the reason we call it second winter is because it'll be like yesterday, 65 degrees. Nice day, right? Yep. Cool mornings. You know, you saw the, the 25, 28 degree morning, that kind of thing. But you have this and then you'll have, you know, 28 degrees and six inches of slushy snow and which we need to moisture. Right. I'm complaining about it. But we, we have that. And then like next week, I think. Next week's all just a 70, 70 this weekend, right? Literally 70, 
and a foot of snow Tuesday. Yeah, it's it's second winter. That's what we call it here. Right on. It's the uh I will say this though, this is usually when you typically get the most snow oh, yeah. in the area. Yeah. We um, usually have an open, open winter until March. Until March. March, April, May, and the first of June. And when then, you get to March fifteenth, if it hasn't snowed, <laughs> you're gonna get your ass handed to you at some there's point. A big, there's a big one coming. So. Absolutely. We've had a lot of snow this winter and it's gonna continue that way, which we need all the help we can get. So. But you know, as as they say, you don't have to scoop rain. You don't. That is a good point. But it justifies having lots of toys at maybe like a half ass sheep farm. Yeah. You know, that's does. why you gotta have eight loader tracks. You can you it's can, all the snow. You can convince yourself. <laughs> That you need all that. It pencils out, because yeah. I said. <laughs> I have a spreadsheet that proves it. There we go. There you go. All right. So a lot of stuff happening in the equipment marketplace. You know, we've talked about a lot of different things on here. We've had a bunch of different aspects of, of folks come on and talk about what they see happening in the marketplace. Um, even globally. Even globally. Yeah. We we've gotten to the point now where the compare the comparisons from 22 into 23 are starting to come in and they annoy the shit out of me. I'm just going to be up front with you here because I want everyone to remember this, that when you were looking at those articles as you're saying that combine cells are 600% higher, 300% higher, and row crop tractors are this, that, and the other thing, these huge numbers that are coming out, everyone needs to remember that. And if you're one of the people on the waiting list, you, you'll remember this. The machinery that was supposed to be delivered from every manufacturer in January, February, March, April time frame got delivered in July, August, September, October, November, December, and January. Yesterday. <laughs> January 23. So, uh, you know, when you're looking at that stuff, just these are just simple numbers for simple math. But if you if you sell, had two machines get settled this time last year and 12 machines got settled uh, this the same time frame this year, that's a 600% increase. It's not because you did all of a sudden just the world floodgates came flying open and there's all this supply and everything's coming in and everyone's just all this stuff that's that you see happening right now is because of delays and stuff like that. We'll see what had that same conversation in October and see what see what the look uh, the scale looks like then. The other thing on top of that is and and it's direct correlation, obviously, is the dollars and sales talk. Yeah. Where you can't do that. A literally a twenty-two combine, regardless of color, is substantially higher mm-hmm. dealer net than a twenty-one was. Yep. Everybody. And not and not just combines, every single product. Sure. Okay. So you, that elim- that immediately eliminates dollars and sales being an actual factor because you didn't have your standard annual price increases. Right. Okay. Right. And it's just like it it's everything. Parts sales is mm-hmm. that way too because net wrap. I use net wrap. It went up a hundred. It well, it was three hundred. Went four hundred. That's mm-hmm. what thirty three percent. Am I right, Big math guy? Yeah. So it went up thirty three percent. So you can't count how many rolls did you sell, right? Not the dollars yep. because you're a you're a hundred dollar. You're thirty three percent higher every three you sell mm-hmm. is a free one, right? You know, yep. And that doesn't compute that way. Yeah, you have to look at the units that are being sold right now, right? And how that matches up with what you see happening. Because Aaron, your points—you got a great point there. I mean, it's not if I went back through and associated dollar sales over previous years and everything else, right? Year over year, there's always your your dollar sales are always higher. Oh yeah, there's price increases and there's 
demand changes and there's, I mean, all kinds of stuff playing into that, but <clears throat> typically, well, even margin, right. You know, I mean, everything changed. I mean, just different things happen to that, that flip different switches and different. Yeah. Right. Where it's different at this year is that, or in these last three years anyway, is that you go back to 20, 20 into 21, 21 into 22, 22 and 23. And what those look like in each one of those years, there were significant changes in the way things were being priced because of availability, right. supply chain issues, all this stuff. I mean, labor, labor. I mean, just so much stuff was getting played into that. And then you start looking at the number of machines that got sold and, and where and when they got delivered and how those things play out. Half the stuff that was supposed to have been, well, I'm just I'm over-exaggerating that a little bit, but a good portion of the stuff that was supposed to have gotten delivered in 21 got delivered in 22. Right. A good portion of stuff in 22 was supposed to be delivered in and in uh in 22 now it's getting delivered in 23 i mean and we're going to see the same thing you get uh, there's a chunk of stuff that should have gotten delivered in 23 it's going to get delivered in 24 i mean do you want a good example of that sold a guy a combine november 21 got there last week (laughs) a used one so because and mine was the third trade on the new one right? right so you just just the new one shows up, yeah. you got another month, yeah. basically. Right. Get you know, get it through a couple weeks, yeah. but then okay, it took a week to swap, right? And then oh, now we're PDI in this one, we can get to that one, and then oh, there's a three weeks through the sh- it just yeah. keeps going, man. So 15 months, yeah, almost almost a year and a half to get three months shy of a year and a half, <laughs> yep, to get it through the to get that one delivered. So, I mean, these kind of things that are happening. Yeah, you can look at your sales forecast, and yeah, you can look at the what the bottom line says and what everything. All the there's so many extenuating circumstances that are playing into oh, all of this yeah. stuff that that drives me cr- nuts when the media starts talking about this, that, and the other thing, and and talking the headlines that you read and the stuff you see. It is it's just mis it's misleading. Where. <clears throat> Excuse me. Where do you see the canary in the coal mine first in the equipment business? Auctions. Combine auctions. Especially. Scarcity premium. Gone. Evaporating. Yeah. Yeah. If you look over, if the sun's shining just right, you can see the smeary lines of it leaving the earth. Yeah. When you look at, so that's, that's a good example. So, well, well, let's take a little time to spend and talk about the auction market. So I, mm-hmm. you look at the auction market and you see the different moving pieces that are playing in that. You still have strong numbers on on real crop tractors. I mean, the last time we, we talked about this with uh, when I did my rundown here with the guys from Tractor Zoom, talking about that, just showed tractors were pretty flat, maybe just a little bit, maybe a little bit of an incline, but it was flat. It wasn't like it was a, a big curve by one way. Well, and it's a time of year you're going to have some incline. Right. It, right. This it's is that time the of the tractor month. Yeah. And you, they showed some stuff with combines, and I, my comment on the combine thing was this is a very um, seasonal time for combine sales. Your combine sales are not going to be at a peak right now. I mean, I think the peak combine, my opinion, my opinion, peak combine selling time is October through February. For the country, yes. For the for the high plains, it's usually wheat mm-hmm. kicks the combines sure. off. So down, you know, selling all over the country. I sell a lot of combines in April in yep. Texas, yep. May in Oklahoma, June in but Kansas. The wheat, the wheat guys, it seems like they are. It seems like to me the corn and bean row crop 
farming folks, mm-hmm. they're coming in and they're looking at that combine sale, that combine purchase after harvest. Right. And you don't typically see that on the wheat side. You see a lot more combines still going into wheat March, April, May, June, just like you talked about. Yep. And, and well, April, you'll see some on the flip side. Yeah. And you got to think because there's not a lot of downtime between wheat's done, right. put the corn head on, yep. you know. So that that kind of makes sense. It it is very rare to get a combine trade after wheat before yeah, corn before corn. Yeah, and you'll get just not very. And if you do do that, if you get that, there's something typically, in my experience, there's something significantly wrong with it. Right? Look it over good. They don't have they, you know, they've done it's something significantly issue where they can't either a get it done. They don't have time to get it fixed, or b just a, or. Or it's a 10-year-old and for whatever reason can't get that final drive sure. for the next two yeah. months. And so the next best option is get yourself a new one. We're here to help. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're here to help. <laughs> hey, what's rule number one? Forgot to play this. What's rule number one? Party? No, not party. No, it's not party. It's really it is. Not. Every day is Every a combine day. party. Every day is a combine party. And if it's not a combine party, it's a chopper party. Yeah. So as you're looking at if you look at the auction market, you're seeing, hey, you know what? You're starting to see some combine values start to kind of compress a little bit. You're starting to see that that come down. Certain, I would say certain models of of tractors. I'm talking like, are we talking big four-wheel drives? We're talking about cross segment, those kind of things. The four-wheel drive segment, I, I have not seen anything that indicates to me, depending on what it is, right? That shows to me that the four-wheel drive market has has slowed down any. I mean, mm-hmm. as far as price goes, I mean, they're still hard to get. It's still hard to get new ones. If you have a track machine, good luck. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's just tracks are so hard to find. Whether you're talking single tracks, you're talking, you know, four track, four track, quad track thing. <laughs> um, it's just hard to find those right now. And there's I don't know what the why that's gotten to be such a difficult thing, but it's it if anything, it feels has something feel, to do with COVID. <laughs> You think by now they'd have it figured out, but it's it's almost like it's gotten worse. Yeah, it's not gotten better. C- certain things have. Yeah, they really have. Yeah, and then, but you know, and everything is showing up in flushes. That's what kills me. Yeah. Like, oh, that container showed up in yeah. San Jose. We're going to be able to build five more tractors this week. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and here they all are. Yep. And so. I, I look for there to be um I was talking like you know hey 24 we're gonna see some some movement in price and this kind of thing. I still think we're gonna see that that trickle through that, but I think it's gonna be pocketed to very specific um models of of machinery, right? I think obviously I think combines are gonna be one of those things we're gonna have to pay attention to. Real crop tractors I think are gonna be one of those things we're gonna have to pay attention to. But I don't I don't see the four-wheel drive marketplace becoming with, yeah. with combines, they had that September twenty-two day in the sun. Yeah, a little did. bit of October. That's it. That was it. Yeah. I hope you all enjoyed it. Yeah. Combines weren't a problem for a month and a half. We're here to party. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I, but I, into your point, Casey, I would say watching what's going on, and and it ties directly in with that scarcity premium. The late low. Starts with a four mm-hmm. is getting soft first. Yeah. It always will. The lower the less desirable machinery is cheap. Cheap is cheap. Junk is junk. Right. 
that mid level is holding on. It is. And it's you know, I the the our favorite tractor, 20, 15 to three, yeah, or fifteen to twenty five. And there's not that many of them, right? No, no. there aren't. So I, I started tracking stuff where I'm looking at because that tractor hasn't shown up for three years. Yeah. So where I'm, what I'm, I've been tracking this where I'm tracking things by how many machines are in a specific dollar group. Mm-hmm. Kind of tracking across there. I want to say combines. There's like twelve hundred machines that are over five hundred thousand. Um, there are twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Yeah. And. But that, if you think about that, where that how that resides in there, there's a lot of machines in that mix that are. Um, I want to say there was like, I put in 400 hours, which had been 400 engine hours, uh-huh. been roughly 300 ish separator hours, you know, 250 separator, something like that. And there were like 1,100 machines in that mix that were over $500,000. Do you think that's technically two years of supply? Is that why? Um, well, I, you know, I think a lot of it was so much. It's, we had a big run of machines show up late. Mm-hmm. They got through halfway through harvest, and then they traded them in on a new one. Right. So now we got a bunch of machines laying out there that have 200 hours or less on them, more than we've ever had. 50, and 30. There's some machines out there that have six, six hours. And that's that's the, yeah. you know, and they, they're, they're a used machine. Right. I mean, so now, <clears throat> as you're looking at these machines, I think, now, before I did that analysis, I was kind of overwhelmed by that number. The reason I'm not overwhelmed by that number now, yes, please share. <laughs> well, I mean, because I think now you have you have a you have a viable option for the guy that wants a new combine, but can't get but it. Can't get the right. combine. Talk to several of them, right? So there's a guy like you know I'd love to I'd love to get a new combine, but I'm not going to pay six hundred fifty thousand. I'm not going to pay seven hundred thousand. I'm not going to pay six hundred thousand. I can pay five hundred twenty five thousand. Great, here you go. Here's a hundred hour option for you. Right. Boom. Paints off the auger. Sorry. Right. Yeah. So now so yeah, you have a, a good viable option for that person to come in here. The other thing about the combine markets to me that that symbolizes this is a guy that that that's really pays like like really associates everything in the wash out cycle. When you look at the line across there, you got 1,200 machines in this bucket over here. In the next bucket down, you got like 700, which would be like the, the 400000 to $499,000. And then you've got another bucket over here, which I, I want to say was the the three hundred to $399,000. And there were like, there was about 1,000 machines in that mix. So there's about almost as many machines as like 1,032 or something like that. Right. Of those machines in that bucket compared to the machines in the 1,200 bucket. So where now you've got this. So the tweener is the thin part, which but it's not as thin as I thought it would be. Yeah, it should be like it should be like five hundred. Yeah, but it's not. It's over half still. Machines under seventy five thousand dollars or less. Seventy five thousand dollars or less. There's seventeen hundred of them. That's a problem. Exactly. Because what are you doing with them? There's all no 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 no. That's those combines aren't a problem. There are almost as I know we're talking a few hundred, but they both start with a one. Okay. In theory, there's many S seven something or ninety two fifty reds or ideal whatever, as there are ninety six hundred. Yeah. And I promise you, those the seventy series and older are easier to sell all day every day than. Five hundred. I think what we're running it where where my where my 
panic's not the right. And, and I'm not talking about like legitimate buying cycles and all that. I'm talking about cleaning the lot. Sure, sure. So where where about where my uh my worry comes into play? Then you start looking at assets receipts. Well, you start looking at one hundred fifty thousand dollars less or less machine. There's well, twenty five to thirty, almost three thousand combines in that mix. Yeah, you start looking at that, and you're starting to ask. I mean, the question you should be asking if you have something like that on your lot, who are you selling that to? Very few people ask that question, and and I think the question is, even even at a a three hundred thousand dollar machine, you have a more you have a better likelihood of selling that machine to Mexico than you do a seventy five thousand dollar machine. Not to rain on the parade, I would say. If you're talking, my my main two exports are South and Asia. Okay, you got to be under three, but you don't have to be under seventy five thousand. No, 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 no. That's okay. the point I'm making. Oh, okay, you're right. You're right. Yeah. If if you're selling, if you're selling to Asia, you need to be. You got to be. Pretty much sub two fifty. If it's going Mexico, South America, you got to be sub two. But the, you're you're right. It was five years ago that had to be fifty. Yeah, fifty thousand dollar comment. Things have changed where you're, where you're looking at now. But I I think if I was to look behind the curtain and try to throw a dart at a board, when I say Asia, it's China. China's mining combines every color all over. Everywhere, right? All my counterparts are selling combines. Of China. Most of my counterparts are selling equipment to China. Usually, always harvesters, forage combines, never tractors. Very rarely ever asked. The only time I get asked on a tractor is like banged out sixty series. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, eighty-seven sixty. Like, right. yeah, that'll look good next to your seven eighty. Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. But, we we only have good diesel for the combines. We have to put that chunky stuff in the tractor. Filter it first. Right. Yeah. There, and obviously they got more money to do their government takeover. Let's not get political. But they they are funded so much more deeply than the guy that's buying it and flipping it to another guy down there. Mm-hmm. That is like corporate farm structure, buying this, starting. Right. Versus that guy, they have changed his market. Right. I think that's exactly what's happened because mm-hmm. he can call and, well, I used to get that combine for 100 Well, I sold it for 150 Oh, shit. So the next one's 155 Right. You know, you're kind of, it's kind of auction. Right. Essentially. Yeah. And I think when I'm, when I'm looking at, another thing too, when I'm looking at that is that just the way the combine market's laid out there, um, We've got as many combines now as we did when we were. No, don't say it. Mm, it's, it's five digits again. I looked the other day; it wasn't five digits it was yet. Close, but not. It's in the nines, ninety-eights. <laughs> yeah. So it was. I mean, we're we're like twenty. Nobody trade, level. please. We're like twenty twenty level combine at the end. So yeah. We were not twenty fifteen level, twenty sixteen level combine. Right. Means, but and I don't think we're ever going to get there again. There, there's, there's not enough. There's machines. no way. There, that, yeah, we can't, we can't build that many machines right. to get to that point. Yeah, we, yeah. So that's going to be a deal. It's just like the planner thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think there will ever, ever, ever be a planner glut again. We, we, the planner marketplace is so. There was like thirty seven hundred planners on the market, and 
it goes from eighteen at five hundred thousand dollars or more on the marketplace to like I want to say it was like seventeen or eighteen hundred twenty. It might have been two thousand. There's like two thousand planners ish, something like that. I got to go back and look. I'm thinking off the top of my head here that were under seventy five thousand bucks. Oh, I'm surprised it's not eleven billion because well that. But the the thing about the auction market or the combine market, or damn it, the planner market, when it goes from there, is that it goes hardly any, and then this that filter just keeps getting wider and wider. And right, wider right. Usually it goes. You, know, you start out here and you work your way down to here and you come to a point. Well, there's no point, man. It's just, it's just right. Cool. So that by itself, when I look at the planner marketplace, dude, there's no way. There's no way with the way um, the adoption and the interest in upgrade kits yeah. have, have taken over more and more people are going to, if anything, we might have a planner problem just because I'm just going to upgrade what I got. You know what I mean? I think that, uh, yeah. I mean, that, that could, that could cause a problem, but even if it could cause a problem, you can still, the thing that you can say to somebody is you have a 2004 bar, right? It's 2023. Your bar is almost 20 years old. Maybe we should get you this 2015. Right. Or, yeah, buy a 16. And, and then and, and then we'll pop. upgrade that, right. you know? Yeah. Because that's, and and that's my problem. I mean, that that is a beautiful, wonderful thing that we're able to do. But it, it, cre- it creates a problem. A little bit. To a point. Yeah. Because you have to rely on the buyer truly wrapping his head around, other than that bar, everything's new. Right. Okay. And that's hard to do. I, I don't think it will. I think that's, to me, I think that'll be the yeah. easiest sale that, that you can make. It hasn't been so far. But it's getting easier. And I think here's the deal. You can buy, you say just, we're talking 24 row planners. Yep. And I'm just throwing numbers out here. Let's say that the 24 row planner is 450000 bucks. The upgrade kits. So it has boxes. <laughs> right. right. And chain drive. Right. It's 450000 bucks, And then you get the upgrade kit, and it's 175000 or 200000 Yeah. So if, if I'm looking at, for me, I'm like, and you're saying to me, you're going to get exactly the same stuff. Tanks. You know, you start looking at CC, CCS tanks or something like that. Here's a new updated CCS tank that's going to be added to that. Oh, Here, that's right. Here's the disc. Da, 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 da. Next thing you know, sir, you have to replace some pivot points and you're good to go. So for just saying like 250 all in, you're. And if you were a dealer, you guessed the labor about half right when you originally tripled it. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think. I think that's the that's the thing about the $150 an hour to zip tie this harness. <laughs> like uh, you have uh so I think that's gonna be a big draw there. And then you start looking at the other side of that too is the sprayer market is is even even less. There's like eighteen hundred plant sprayers on the market. Yeah. And you, that is a it's a problem. It is. It it's a good problem, you know. It's, how I would say it, but the the thing with sprayers, I'm still not seeing tech jump on them like it is combines, planters, tractors. I think you will now. I think now when you start looking at you know you got deers you, you can spray, you've got 
um, Adco's fence. I, I apologize. I don't know what it's called. He's age aim. Aim. And then you got aim command. And then you've got fence got a version of that on their new sprayers. I mean, these kind of things are going to start coming up to where you had some, I mean, I think you had burnt, um, uh, boom purge stuff and you had some reclaimed technology right. and those kind of things where you can, you know, suck everything back in and not waste 25 gallons to clear out your booms or whatever, you know, um, that kind of stuff. You saw a little bit of that kind of stuff get added on. Um, but now you're looking at some of these booms where you have to replace the whole boom now to, for the auto, auto header or auto boom height and right. kind of things to, to work correctly with the, whatever technology that you got on there because you have a different boom system and all that. I mean, to me, I think when I look at that, I mean, I think we are, we are, we are going to see, um, a lot of R series sprayers that are 15, 16, 17 model sprayers mm -hmm. that get updated because they can now. Yeah, good point. You know what I mean? And they might have three or four thousand hours on them, but now they've got, for all intents and purposes, they're 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 brand new. Right. You know, but. You know, when you get to you got wheel motors and you got no, yeah, when you get when you get the powered equipment, it's a different ball game. Yeah, and that's, that's I mean, that's you can even update a VT. Sure. You know, as long as this bolts on where this is frame is welded, right? Hell yeah, yeah. We changed these blades and now it's this and yeah, yeah. But I think I think that's where when I look at the sprayer market, the the big hang up that I have, which I still think this is going to take off and run, but the big hang up I have on some of that stuff is. All right, cool. We get a five thousand hour spare that you can upgrade now. But what? I guess, but I guess if you do the math on it, and if I can upgrade the technology and booms and everything else I need to have, and I I put all brand new wheel motors on it, and the hydrostat's fine, the engine's fine, and it's three hundred thousand dollars less than the new machine. What I mean, yeah, you know, you know it's kind of like when we had a uh, ban on, yeah. you know, with their mm -hmm. old older. Two tracks. Yeah. They're doing a lot of that. Yeah. And and that's been a cat thing forever, as you know. Mm -hmm. That was your world. Um that's kind of the predecessor of what's happening. Right. And do you think, well, I mean, I this is probably completely obvious. It's just we we've we've crossed half a million on everything. Yeah. And that is gonna stop. I gotta have the new bar. Right. I gotta have the new stickers. Well, I guess you get the new stickers, but you know. Yeah. So I mean, think about it from on a just go back to planning for a minute. So think about when uh, high speed rowings came. Years high speed rowings came out. Twenty fifteen, right? right? Twenty fifteen, you could upgrade new row units and put it on your. I think it was back to two thousand four or something like that. Um, precision plan. You've been able to do that forever. Right? right. It's not. That's nothing new there. But the difference between why it took so long, I think, for it to really catch on and run is you could buy a brand new 1775 for not much more. 175,000 bucks, right. 180,000 bucks. And yep. then you put your, put your fertilizer on there, you might spend another 60 grand. So you're like 210, 215, and, you know. And, and even if it was, which it was, that was still 30%, 25% more or less than buying a new plant. Yeah. So you're, you're upgrading your planter for 120,000 bucks, but you're not. When you when you buy that new one, mm -hmm. you lower your three point and grab it and take it home and you're done. Right. You know, versus and and that falls on the dealer too. Right. It's easier for us to do that versus the upgrade and figure it all out. So when that gap was smaller, that's why it didn't really take off. Yeah, I mean, and now it's exploding. The juice wasn't worth the squeeze at the point. Right. Yeah. So 
the sprayer, I'll just use exact emergent aim, okay? Haven't taken off like the planner stuff. Like exact, or did I say exact emergent? Yeah. So everything's exact something. Exact shot. Yeah. (laughs) The, The exact apply aim does not have near the adoption rate that the exact emerge or precision, full precision speed tube, you know, mm-hmm. everything. And I don't know why other than, I mean, nobody ever calls on a planner and says that doesn't have exact emerge. Does it? I don't want that. Right. They do on sprayers. Right. Now I know with sprayers, two neighbors aren't going to spray the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. That one's spraying yellow gunk and shit, and I can't. I'd love it, but I can't. You know, this guy's not. So, sprayers as a whole, everybody's planting. You put corn in the box. Right. You know, everybody's handling the same stuff, planter-wise. They're not in that tank. So, that's, and I I don't know if that's right, but I got a feeling that's got to be why. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. And that's another thing, too. And it's not that it doesn't work on everything. It's perception sure sure i think now with what we see happening i would think that remember direct inject oh yeah i mean it's still like you're still here you can't it's like I'm, and why isn't that just standard man like that ought to solve every problem ever because now especially now right I mean, you we can do all the reclaims that you want to starting do. with one guy shooting another guy over dicamba drift yeah yeah i remember that that was a that was a big story there for a minute um, but yeah, you had, you have all that stuff kind of figured out and playing into it. When I look at how the, uh, the spray market plays in it, it's just now that machines have gotten to where there have been the expense of the new machine mm-hmm. compared to what it would cost to totally rebuild what you've got and make it new again. There's enough difference in there. And, and you get the same, you get relatively close to the same kind of a warranty. That was my next question. Yeah. I mean, how close? Well, uh, if you look at okay, as, as a as a dealer, as a company, that's a brand new engine. Yes, I'll stand behind it for two years, two thousand hours. Right. That one's got three thousand hours on it. The samples were good. Doesn't mean it doesn't have a see through block tomorrow. Sure, the new one can do it too. Mm-hmm. But that's that's my point. Yes, the new stuff's half a million, but it's got a hundred thousand dollar engine. It's got a $50,000 hydro. Mm-hmm. That is what is still going to push by a new if the upgrade does not even, if it's not even keel. Yeah. So I think that's where you start looking at companies like um, like Machinery Scope or something like that. Right. Whether you sit down with them and say, look, hey, I'm going to start this program. What what kind of and and what kind of deal can you do exactly? And if you have a company like Machinery Scope, you can sit. I mean, you could have a dealer wide sit down. Like sure. we're going to establish this is our program. Yeah, you know, you can't do that if it's manufacturer supplied and it's stamped. This right. is what we do. Yep. These are your options. There's nothing else. That'd be an interesting conversation with Ben, you know? Yeah. Be like, how, how do you guys, what do you guys, how's this? Maybe work? we should have him back. We should. Kind of. But I think when you're It's looking, spring. We need some boots on the ground again. <laughs> so when you have, uh, I just think when I look at that, to me, it makes a lot of sense that, hey, here's your total, here's a total kind of retrofit. What right. it looks like. 
and here's what it costs and here's what the brand new one costs. Technology-wise, everything's the same. You might have a more efficient engine that's new or something like that, you know, whatever. You know, you might have some technology in the engine that that doesn't that uses a gallon less an hour than than what you have or something like that. But, Semi guy's been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. Backwards though. What do you mean? Fancy truck, old motor. Oh yeah. 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 I got an 09 Pete with a 96 cat in it. <laughs> oh, that's why you can't stand by the stacks when you punch it. Right on. But you have uh it'll be interesting to watch how that that what that does. And so kind of where am I where am I going with all this? When I look at the limited supply of sprayers, the limited supply of planters, um, I'm not really that worried about where where it goes, what's it look like. My concern with some of that stuff is, yeah, we might not have very many, but if you know, if I'm just going to go watch Netflix and get the latest movie, I'm not going to go pay fifty bucks to go watch a movie right. at the theater. Right? right. Same deal here is if I can. If I can make my machine do exactly what I want the new one to do, and it's going to cost me less money, I'm going to entertain that. Yeah, I might. You know, the win the new one might win out for a multitude of reasons, but if I can make what I have do what the new one's going to do for half the price, oh, it's it's. I bet it is a thousand percent more of a discussion now than two years ago. Yeah. Easily, yeah, and that that functionally changes how where we go now. Which is funny because that like upgrade stuff was like 16, 17 that that started. Be like, why would we do that? Because in three years, there's going to be a global pandemic and shut everything down for half a decade. Exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Because next, especially when you're looking at just the supply of machines now, same thing happened with tractors when, 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 the autonomous kits start coming out um, and you start putting them on, on tractors. Now you start looking at, well, how, how often do I need to get a new tractor now? What point? I mean, I mean, I, I bought the new tractor because it's got the heated floor mats. You know what I mean? That's about all we're missing. You know what I mean? It's just, it's like now, I mean, I, I like to, I got to the vibrating seat now that massages me as I'm, yeah. as I'm driving through the field. You know, I, to me, I just, I think the, the span of equipment and when stuff gets traded in gets so um, lengthened over time that the idea of trading stuff every year is just not, I think I just, I just don't think it's going to be a thing that we have to worry about in five years. Right. I'm just waiting for them to throw that, that adapter kit to get that signature cab on a, 55 series, 40 series. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a sticker. Here you go. <laughs> no, I want the cab. Oh, want the cab I want I the seat yeah. and the cab. Hey, yeah. can you guys come out here? I need a service call. My subwoofer isn't working. Refrigerator's not quite as cold yeah. as I like it. <laughs> but so as you look, so I think some of the stuff cleans itself up a little bit. But at the same time, I told this to somebody the other day. If you have one machine and nobody wants to buy it, you have you have a problem, right? You know what I mean. So you know you might only have five combines, but if nobody's buying those five combines, you have a combine problem. And, and it goes back, Casey. It goes back to what we've talked a lot about through twenty two. It's not a mach- It's not a numbers problem in the machine count. Right. It's we only have three, but they're all severely killing us. Sure. Yeah. 
It's it's one hundred and fifty dollars a day interest. Yeah, on a combine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's. What's that in a month? Uh, it's a your margin amount. and your shop bill. Yeah, it's a fair amount. It's gone. It's a fair amount. So, I guess as I look at this and I see how things are playing out to me, I'm not necessarily saying there's going to be a, a combine problem or there's going to be a sprayer problem. There's going to be a planter problem or a tractor problem for that matter. I don't think that from a numbers perspective that we're used to seeing was like, oh my God, we got a problem. Those numbers will be smaller. How we handle those machines as they go through the the life cycle and washout cycle, those kind of things, it's going to dramatically change so much that we it won't be, hey, guess what? We got a, you know. And I just don't I don't see auctions being the same, the same play as they've been in the past either. I just, I don't think, I just think guys are going to hold their machines longer. Yeah. The the auction, when, when we, as the softening continues, auctions a less and less viable option because it's going to hurt more and more and more by the week yep. when that starts. And it's not, you know, yeah, we don't have 10 problems. We have three. Yep. Like, eh, let's not do that and they said and they said and then it just every day man yeah rip so, the band-aid off it'll be it'll be interesting to watch how it plays out because i do think we're seeing a, in the next five years a, and i've been saying that for a while but we we're going to see the way things change is going to be t- so different that it, we won't recognize what we see today and i would kind of say on top of what you said casey and i don't know if this is right wrong or whatever but I'm with you. I don't think there's going to be a certain segment that is a problem. I think it's going to be an industry-wide, just general problem. It's going to be a, a, a reset. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a reset that has a lot of damn zeros, and it's going to hurt. But if you're smart and trying to be healthy and used equipment, you should be all right. But I don't think the reset is, a hey, we're going to go auction off a bunch of equipment. It's The reset is we've just totally transformed how we do business and how how equipment's used that's what i think that's what i think the reason okay i'm talking more on just the dollars of what stuff is as it leaves yeah well yeah but i think what we've talked about so far is that just the number of machines that are out there right there's there's not enough machines to have a quote-unquote problem yeah that that's going to be because i don't I mean, you just take a look. I mean, just, take a look at choppers. If you have one, you have a problem. Well, milk prices back up, baby. We're, we're back in the game. <laughs> back in the game. All right. Good place to stop. Aaron, folks, want to reach out to you and get more information about what you're doing. What's the best place to do that? Well, pretty active on the ag Twitter at AA Ron Fintel. Uh, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn. Every, I think everything but like Instagram. Just You're because, not on the gram? huh? On the gram? I'm not on the gram because I don't get it. Like, I'm like, what's the point of the gram? Well, you put pictures on it, like, like Facebook. Yeah, but it's just pictures. I'm like, and videos. Yeah, I'm like, oh, so it's like every other thing. Like, I don't need it. I don't get the what's the one that disappears? TikTok. I hate no. Or Snapchat. Snapchat. Yeah, I don't get that one. Snapchat's are dick. I don't get TikTok. But anyway, not on that either. The Chinese do. (laughs) Yeah, they do. (laughs) Okay. That's how they launch balloons. Yeah. Um, So on the social medias, I'll let my name. Call me, text me, text preferred, 
760-1193 or email me aaron.fintel at movingironllc.com. Right on. Um, in case you see more, find me at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. You can go to LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast. Check out the YouTube version of this over at the YouTube channel, which is the uh, Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. I know. Clearly, really creative. Really dialed good. in, baby. Dialed in. Marketing. That's the best right there. Check it out. Check that out. Go to movingironllc.com for everything Moving Iron related. Check out the upper right-hand corner. Click on that for Moving Iron Summit page. You'll see all the information. They're doing a little something different this year. We've got a really, really good speaker coming in uh, on the first day. we got some some uh, other speakers associated on that first day. But that but that second day is uh, you're going to have – there's 10 classes that we're going to have, 10 breakout sessions, and you'll have, you have time for about seven. So hopefully I have that up this weekend. You guys can check that out and uh get signed up if you want to get signed up make sure you do make sure you're one of the first 150 people to do that and the people at axon will give you 50 discount for doing that so check that out also um i just want to say um it's been a it's been an honor putting this podcast together and doing it uh I released my thousandth podcast here not too long ago and uh guys Guys like uh, guys like Aaron here have been a big part of that, and I, I appreciate that. all the listeners out there that have listened to this podcast and 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 you know made it where I wanted to keep doing it. And uh, this is something I've got a lot of passion about, and I I really thoroughly enjoy talking about the use of COVID marketplace and and how things are are uh, unraveling and what's that look like. So, um, without everybody that that been listening to that i want to i want to say thank you for what for putting up with the uh mediocre effort that i put out sometimes so <laughs> i appreciate what that. what do you always say about my, one of my favorite teams what's that celebrate mediocrity <laughs> is that what you say <laughs> yeah. i i will say this real quick about moving iron summit i know a lot of guys that go there are my contacts so it's kind of slap and tickle deal as as a used guy in the business, you get tons and tons of emails. Hey, we're having this. Hey, we're having this. Come to this and reinvent the wheel. Been to it all. There is nothing like moving iron to truly know the people, learn a little something, and it is the single best thing to know. I know exactly who that guy is next week when we email. I know who he is. Oh, hey, it's April. Going to yeah. see you this September? Hell yeah. Right on. Yeah. You know, it, it just changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. And more and more guys come every year, all yeah. colors. Yep. And that's one thing too. You know, if, if you're if you want more information about it, send me an email at moving iron podcast at moving iron podcast.com and I'll get that answer back to you. But I, I would say, you know, this started out um in 2013 as a how are we going to get through what we see coming? And it's kind of transformed into a into a bigger thing now. And you know, last year we had a hundred and 37 people and 62 dealerships first so, year was what 15 15 yep. yeah so we had a we had a pretty good run here that's will be the uh last year should have been the 10th year for it but covid got us that once so this will be the 10th but you did try five times in the covid I to did. have a meeting i really did I, I i tried my damnedest but so so check that out you know i, I like i said you know like aaron said i think it's worthwhile um everyone that's that's been to it said it's been worthwhile and and you know i i think there's something to learn from all that so anything else you want to say for no i'm good man sorry all right i just i just thought i'd throw that out there because usually i do it's been a couple months and and we're now we're in the calendar year yeah we're six months out Mm -hmm. dial in boys let's roll roll up so Come to nashville and buy a bunch of combines from me yeah there you go i'll have more yeah so I guess with that, I'm Casey Seymour with Aaron Fennell. 
Excuse my folks. Out. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving higher time and time again. Through the years you'll find a seat.